Welcome to the Partnernomics Show, where industry thought leaders discuss the hottest topics in partnerships, ecosystems, and innovation. The Partnernomics Show is brought to you by Iolite Solutions, a product incubator specific to Salesforce. Now here's the host of the Partnernomics Show, Mark Brigman. Welcome back to another episode of the Partnernomics Show. It's good to be with you again today. We are joined by a special guest and a, a guy that I am now able to, to call my friend. We've, we've uh, worked together long enough, but uh, Mike Shine from Shipware. So Mike is the Partner Development Manager for Shipware, and Mike's uh, had the opportunity to go through some of our courses. We've collaborated over the last couple of years, but ask Mike if he'd be willing to come in and share some of his insights. He was nice enough to do that. So here we go. Mike, how are things going, buddy? Good, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Really looking forward to this. Absolutely. Man, you said you guys are getting uh, hammered with some more rain up there in Jersey. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's either, you know, 100 degrees or it's raining. Uh, <laughs> a lot of storms, a lot of storms this summer. So it's been a it's been an up and down summer. Awesome. But hey, well, let's uh, go ahead and jump in here. But before we do, I'd like to just have you take a minute and share a little bit about your background and how in the world you jumped into this crazy world of partnering with the rest of us? Yeah, so interesting background. I've spent uh, the majority of my career on the logistics and e-commerce side of things, uh, primarily as an account executive, so direct sales. Uh, years ago, I worked in telecom. So I've had an extensive background on the sales side, on the direct side, um, and really, really bought into the partnership um, strategy going forward here. Um, so I've been at Shipware for a couple of years. I was an account executive. Um, and based on the relationships and the ecosystem that I've built over the years, uh, Shipware was looking to grow their partner program. Um, and they thought I'd be a good fit. So here I am today, um, really following the partnernomics methodology that I've learned from, from you. And uh, it's been great. And we've seen a lot of growth. And uh, this is where I, I really see the trending uh, success coming from partnerships. Awesome, man. Awesome. Hey, well, I'm going to go ahead and fire in the first question. And uh, it's actually a great segue talking about your background being in sales. But uh, I'll ask you, like, what is the difference, right? What is the difference between sales and partnering? And just given the last four years or so of, of your career, just looking at that, being on both sides of the fence, love for you to, to let us know what, what's what's the difference that you see between sales and leveraging partnerships? Yeah, Mark, that's a great question. And there is a big difference. Um, you know, being in sales for a long time and now being on the partner side, I really see the difference. Um, you know, sales is transactional. Uh, what you're solely focusing on getting contracts, new revenue generating clients across the finish line. Um, you know, it's really laser focused on selling products and services. Um, you know, the scoreboard for sales, it resets every month or quarter, depending on your organization. Partnerships, on the other side, are highly relationship-focused. It's strategic. It's brainstorming. You're creating creative ways to create long-term growth. Uh, typically, in partnerships, it could take up to 18 months uh, to see the fruits of your labor. But once you get going and you get that engine rolling, it really starts moving. Um, you know, those activities that you're doing, it's marketing, it's account mapping, it's very strategic. You're building a relationship one-on-one -on -one with your partners throughout multiple folks in those organizations. So, you know, partner professionals, you need to be really entrepreneurial, creative thinkers, and strategic process focused. Uh, those are the ones that we're seeing 
that are driving the most success. But so there is a big difference being on both sides. Um, you know, I'm really liking the partnership side of it. I think this was meant for me in this part of my career. Um, and this is where I really see the growth potential and where, um, you know, the market is headed. One of the things, so I come from a, a long line of entrepreneurs, both my parents, lifelong business owners, you know, worked for themselves their their entire careers. And whenever I started my career in partnerships, it felt like it gave me an opportunity to kind of be my own boss. I mean, you'd mentioned like entrepreneurship or being entrepreneurial. It's not always like perfectly scripted, right? Whenever you are a sales professional, it's it's like this very linear path and you know exactly what to do step by step by step. But in the partnering side, it's more like there's tentacles to this thing. <laughs> it's it's not a straight uh, kind of direct line in that. And it opens a lot of opportunities for even creativity uh, to get out. You mentioned like, you know, brainstorming and doing these different sessions and looking at, at, at value. Value comes in so many different ways, right? We kind of talk about this a lot, but value comes in so many different ways. I think it's one of the things that we need to do as partnering professionals and something that makes partnering so different is looking at the value that your partners are wanting to get out of this because it can come in a lot of different ways. Um, it seems, I mean, is that something that you see in, in your day-to-day as, as a partnering professional? Absolutely. There's just, there, it's a, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, you know, it's account mapping, it's putting together webinars. Um, it's looking at some of the low hanging fruit of where there's opportunity. I think, you know, there's so much competition today in everything that you do that having more strategic stickiness into your client base is super, super important. And where can you bring in, you know, your partnering folks that can provide additional value uh, for your clients? Because when those agreements come up and their contract terms come up, you know, that client is going to say, hey, you know, Shipware, Mike, he helped me in multiple areas of my business. I want to continue this relationship. Mike, Mike has something to offer, right? I can grow my business. I can grow my revenue and things of that nature. So the day-to-day process, obviously it's a little different than direct sales. Uh, It's more strategic and things of that nature, but there's a lot of activities that go with it. And you build long-term strategic relationships that are going to follow you for years to come. So I think it's super critical um, to have these relationships. um, That's It's it's just really going to help you in your career path. Mike, another thing that, that you mentioned, I had a recent conversation with a client on this, and that is, um, you know, there's a lot of lot of different organizations that stand up referral programs. That's you know pretty direct, pretty pretty straightforward, kind of an easy way to to even get into into the partnering motion. Um, but I encourage them to don't don't assume that your partners are looking for revenue shares or things like that because the vast majority of them they want what you want and that is some leads some some opportunities some some ways to accelerate their sales cycles to get to you know clients and to put their solutions in clients hands is that also kind of what you're seeing over the last couple of years yeah, it goes back to just that stickiness. And, you know, a lot of a lot of our partners that I work with, you know, they don't even want to participate in the revenue share. They want to provide additional value for their clients. Some might 
you know, take that revenue share and, and put it to charity and things of that nature. So it's just about having, where can you have more entanglement in your client base, um, have multiple solutions in that account. And that's just going to keep that relationship for a long-term um, partnership. Yeah. Well, uh, time's up on this one. Let's go ahead and hit that second question. That is, what are some of the red flags whenever you're you're recruiting, you're having these discovery calls, you and a potential partner, that partner candidate, you know, kind of having some conversations, filling each other out, seeing if it's a fit. What are some of those red flags that you might come across where you know that you, you really need to maybe second guess this one? Yeah, it's a good question. And there's a lot of red flags. And after going through partnernomics, we've really been able to identify those red flags really quickly. So you know, some of the red flags are right from the get-go, you know, there's no commitment on following a process. It's just how many leads are you going to send us? Um, you know, maybe the organization doesn't have a structured partnering process um, and they're not willing to kind of play ball under the partnernomics methodology. So they, you know, they're not committed to bi-weekly and weekly, month monthly touch points to collaborate. And that's really, you know, you can't say, hey, let's be a partner and we'll talk every three months. When you're part, when you're working with a partner, and, and you're aligned and you're trying to build a strategy, you have to, you know, constantly communicate. Um, so they're not communicating on the KPIs and where we want to get to. Um, another big uh, sign is, you know, a partner profile form. So looking at that as a weeding out process where you can, you know, kind of determine really quickly what kind of partner there are, right? So if they're not willing to invest uh, like 10 minutes into completing a form, um, how committed are they going to be into, you know, this strategic relationship? And, you know, a lot of partners to manage, right? You want to make sure that you, you know, less is more. You don't need, you know, 50 partners. You can have less partners as long as you have the alignment and, every, and you guys are on the right, on the same page. So, you know, also they're not open to account mapping and sharing kind of their client base. Uh, they're not using a partner relationship management tool. Uh, so the alignment is kind of crystal clear, though. You need to have the framework in place, right? You know, strategic partnering plans, operational partnering plans, term sheets, goals and milestones. Those are the kind of things that you can have in your early on conversations to kind of weed through is, you know, is this partner going to be a good fit for me? Can I see the opportunity here? And, you know, are, are they are they really engaged and, and they on, are they on the same page with us? So, you know. Failing to pl to plan is planning to fail, right? So there needs to be a collaborative understanding. You know, why are we partnering? We're not just partnering to be partners, right? We have a long-term vision uh, of where we want to go. There's a clear path to execute on. Uh, you know, we're setting in 90-day plans on what we need to accomplish right out of the gate. You know, you know, to get out of the gate fast and hit the ground running is super critical in partnerships. The, the ones that you get out of the gate really fast are the ones that you see the most success from long-term. If it's kind of just stagnant and it's taking months to go, you know, more than likely it's probably not going to be as, as successful as you want it to do to be. So, you know, we're putting goals in place, milestones, and we're kind of tracking to those results. Um, and at the end of the day, it's right. It's about getting results. It's about taking action to get there and, you know, utilizing the part partnernomics methodology, you know, has been vital in seeing those results and continue to grow and staying on a plan and a process going forward. So Mike, we always talk about, it's easy to get a partner, right? It's, it's pretty easy to get somebody to sign a, a contract to a little click-through agreement, <laughs> but it's really hard to get a productive, aligned 
partner. You know, I think you were talking a little bit about recruiting here and red flags. Man, I'm I'm absolutely convinced that partnering programs, one of the fastest things they can do to become more productive is to say no more. You know, be willing to to walk away and say no to a partner because they're not a good fit. And I would say the vast majority of programs, they could benefit by having a more diligent, a more rigorous vetting process of partners. I, I love what you guys go through and really kind of upfront from your partnering plan, having criteria where you're scoring them and grading them and really uh, objectively evaluating the fit for the program. And it's not even just that they can help you, but you have to have a way to help them. You know, we also say a, a partnership that works for one partner works for zero partners because it's just a matter of a, a few months or a few quarters. And, and then they become disengaged because, you know, you're not able to, you know, maybe your organization's not able to provide value to them. So, so being able to do that, but you hit on something that I think is really critical first 90 days plan. Can you take just a minute and kind of talk a little bit about like what is a first 90 days plan and kind of what's what's the the philosophy, the theory behind that? Yeah, it's really just putting that process in place of wanting to get out of the gate fast. So uh, obviously it's, you know, getting the agreement buttoned up of what the terms are going to look like, uh, putting those goals of, you know, where do we want to get to in 30 days? What activities do we want to do in 60 days, 90 days and so forth? So it's just putting in that, you know, anything that you do in life, you have to have goals and metrics in place to get there, to see that, that, that vision. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a getting engaged with the internal folks at the organizations throughout the organizations. So they know that, you know, you're their partner and you're their trusted advisor. Um, it's, you know, doing partner spotlights in terms of getting in front of their teams and providing a, you know, 30 to 45 minute overview of what you do and the benefit you can bring to their client base. Um, it's setting those, those cadences, like we talked about, is it going to be weekly? Is it going to be bi-weekly, monthly, things of that nature? So it's just, it's just kind of putting a plan in place and putting those, those data points in of, okay, these are the things we definitely want to check the box because we know if we do check the box and we're on, we're on track that, after that 90 days, we're going to be ready to rock and we're going to be ready to see some really fast results. Exactly, man. I love that. I love how you guys do that. And like you guys, make that a part of your recruiting process. If that partner candidate is not willing to play that way, they're, they're, they're not going to be a good partner. Let's go ahead and fire up the next question. And that is, what is your biggest learning so far now that you've been in the in the partnering seat for, you know, a couple of years going on a couple of years? What has been your biggest learning so far? Yeah, Mark, there's been a lot I've learned and it's been all really, really solid. So, you know, I've learned that there is a science to partnering right prior to, to partnernomics. You know, it was just kind of going through the motions. But there's a there's a science just like direct sales, right? Like going through spin selling and Sandler training. There's a science to partnering and a methodology. So, you know, strong relationships and partnerships, they're the key to long-term sustainability. No matter where your career takes you, having those solid relationships will follow you and allow you for continued growth. Um, I learned, you know, you have to be patient, right? It's critical because partnering takes time. Um, you know, I've been in the partnering role now for some time and, you know, I've been doing it for about 16 months and it's finally starting to see the fruits of my labor and come together. The results are showing. 
uh, things of that nature. The ecosystem is building even further. Um, like we talked about, you know, less is more. You don't need 50 partners. You can have 10, 15, 20 partners that are really cranking on all cylinders. Um, that makes sense. And those partners are going to introduce you to other partners um, and things of that nature. So, you know, there, there it is. A, there's a I've learned a lot, Mark, and uh, it's, it's very different, uh, but I definitely am enjoying it. Yeah, I like, you know, what you say, you know, less is more. And I think that um, and also mentioning that partnering is a science. And I, I, I truly believe that even still today, right, partnering professionals view partnering and they approach partnerships. Ninety five percent art There's this blank canvas. We have a bunch of paint. We're not really sure what this thing is going to look like uh, whenever we get done with it in a couple hours. But we have a general idea that we have an opportunity to to bring science to partnerships to get more predictable, more repeatable outcomes, but it requires process. It requires a discipline to go through that and not just feeling it out step by step, you know, as you say. But, um, you know, I think, you know, some of the, the biggest learnings is that, is understanding that there is a step-by-step -step process that we can go through, which will help us get more repeatable outcomes with our partners i think that's one of the biggest you know mistakes that that we see out there we're still just feeling this way through and then our our executives are blind as to what we're doing there's no explicit plans that are out there and what people don't know what they don't see they don't trust and that's you know when when you know our executives that were wanting to support us if they don't see progress if they don't see that we're executing against the plan how can we expect them to trust that we're on a, a correct path? Mm -hmm. uh, so last question, I'll fire up here. And that is, where do you guys see, maybe within your own company or within your own industry, where do you see partnering going or how have you seen it, you know, it's even evolve over the last year and a half to where, you know, what do you think partnerships will be able to, to do and continue to do for you guys? Yeah, it's growing tremendously. You know, it's specifically in the logistics and e-commerce space. It's a big industry, but it's also small. Everybody knows everybody. And even the partners that I work with introduce me to other partners. And like the ecosystem is just so tight. So partnering specifically in my industry is super, super critical. Um, you know, being that cold call and conversions are getting lower and lower as time goes on. There's got to be a shift, right? Companies aren't answering the phones. They don't return voicemails like they did 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, they want warm introductions from, pe from people they trust. An example would be, you know, just like having to go to a doctor if you have an illness. What do you do? You ask that circle of trusted relationships. Who's the best doctor, Mark, in that area of expertise? Um, who, who, who should I go see? Things of that nature. So, the, the, you know, the warm introductions, they already have that comfort level and that wall is down. You know, there's so many scams today as well. Um, so I just see partnering as the future and a lot of companies are moving to that and, you know, lowering their business development um, activities and kind of strategy. And you still need that, but, I, you know, putting a focus on strategic partnerships because the conversions are higher, right? Um, you know, I saw Harvard Business uh, Journal, you know, 85% of buyers are now starting purchasing with a referral, right? Call calling, we're seeing a 1% callback rate. 
Uh, you know, there's like a 20% open rate of outbound emails that are cold. Stay, get strategic, invest those cycles in cultivating your partner relationships, and you're going to see a higher conversion rate. Uh, you're going to see growth and see success in your organization. Um, you know, the conversions are slim with cold calling. So I would say it's really time to focus and just kind of my focus on partnerships. Uh, you know, put the resources into that part of your business, and that's going to really drive the growth that you want to see long term. Because, look, I, I, I've been in, I've been doing this for over twenty years, direct sales and, and partnerships. It's changed. You know, when I was in telecom, I could make, you know, a hundred phone calls, and I could get three, four, five meetings. You don't, you don't see that today. You have to make way, way more calls. You know, and that wall is up. Like I said, there's nothing like a warm referral. Um, so just to start that conversation, it's super critical. Yeah, you, you mentioned the word trust a couple of times, you know, just in our conversation. I think that's so true. We we rely on our trusted folks to make those recommendations to us. And I think you're just with, with technology and so many different ways to communicate with our trusted network. It's it's just faster for us to, you know, to get referrals, reach out to our network, let them know what we're looking for and completely circumvent as you mentioned man we we totally see this in our business other businesses clients businesses i mean that that wall of direct sales is getting taller and taller by the day uh you know we, who answers their phone anymore if you don't under, you know if you don't recognize the number and spam bots things like that i mean you, you can't even get a cold email through systems let alone you know just getting them in front of folks so it's definitely leaning on those relationships but another thing that I love that you guys are doing is is really going into, um, you know, exploring co-selling as a real strategic move, and you know, mentioned ecosystems, you know, just looking at uh, those ideal customers that are out there, you know, what are they looking for, and then you uh, teaming up with some of your partners, you know, that have great solutions, complementary solutions, where you can go in and you know, and kind of knock knock on the doors, but do it together and truly provide those clients with a more holistic solution and even a, a more a deeply integrated and aligned solution as opposed to them buying them separately. Talk to us for just a second about that. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. The relationships are key. Uh, the co-selling part of it is a big thing that we're looking into right now. Uh, where can you join forces with your partners to you know, bring multiple solutions into that account, create the more stickiness that we talked about. So there's a tremendous upside there. Um, and I think we're going to see a big shift in focus on the co-selling activities going forward, big time. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we have, finally, we have, uh, you know, people aligning, we have education aligning, we have technology aligning. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of exciting things coming up uh, in the future for partnerships people. But Mike, thank you so much for your time, man. Thanks for taking some time out to chat with us, to share your insights, and thank you for, for your collaboration with Partnernomics, man. I've really enjoyed getting to know you over the last year and a half. Same, Mark. Really appreciate this opportunity. Always great to collaborate with you. You know, going through Partnernomics has been invaluable for my career. Uh, it's really taken me to another level. So super appreciative of everything you've done and uh, looking forward to continually working with you. Really appreciate this opportunity. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Partnernomics Show. Don't forget to subscribe to get the newest episodes at thepartnernomicsshow.com. Special thanks to our sponsors, Iolite, 
To learn more about IOLite, visit IOLitePro.com. And Partnernomics, the science of partnering. To learn more about the suite of Partnernomics courses, coaching programs, and consulting services, visit Partnernomics.com. See you on the next episode.